Hi, Kimba. Hi there, me, Kimba. Radio broadcast, season two, episode two, whatever tomorrow brings. You ever hear a song that just, you, it, it, you immediately connect to it. The first time you hear it, you are like, what is this? <laughs> and then you listen to the entire album. And the whole thing resonates and you just listen to it over and over and over again. It just speaks to you in this guttural way. I've been lucky enough to have that happen to me a lot of times, but one in particular, this was the first song was called Pardon Me, and the album was Make Yourself from Incubus. You know, they had been around for a while, released a couple of albums prior, but when I heard this, it was just love at first listen. And in honor of singer Brandon Boyd's birthday, which is on the 15th of February, I thought I would share with you our interview. This was March 2nd of 2000. The album Make Yourself came out October 26th, 1999. So it had only been out for uh, a few months. And I'm, they were still kind of considered underground. They were not yet or or not yet as well known, however you want to look at it, as they would become. And initially, Pardon Me wasn't getting a lot of play. So they started going around radio stations doing it acoustically, and that helped it become a little better known. In fact, this show that you will hear me promoting, they were playing that night at the Chili Pepper in Fort Lauderdale, which is now Revolution Live. It, it was not packed by any stretch. I mean, there was a good, good, decent amount of breathing room in that place. Which, if you've been to a packed show at Revolution Live, it's kind of one of those, I can't breathe and how would I ever get out of here if I had to <laughs> kind of situation. So, um, it, and they sounded just fantastic. It was a phenomenal show. Not long after, in December of 2000, they played the Sunrise Musical Theater. And by then, having Pardon Me being played through most of that year, it was, as you would figure, a sold-out show. And I remember that happening with a couple of bands. One that springs to mind immediately are the, the Toadies. We were playing Possum Kingdom, and we had just started playing it. And they came into town, and we played. they played at the Button South, which was a local rock club. And again, very sparse as, with respect to audience. You know, there was a usual crowd that was always at the Button South, and then some people showed up. I want to say it was a month later, maybe two Sold, same venue, completely packed, completely sold out when the Toadies came back to play because by then everyone had become familiar with the song. And, and that's what Radio Airplay can do for a band. So back to March 2nd, 2000, the, at the interview was Brandon Boyd, Mike Einziger, and Dirk Lance, the former bassist, was there. His real name is Alex. And they performed the acoustic version of Pardon Me. I really, really, really wish I could play it for you. Pardon me. <laughs> I really do. To set it up for you, if you've ever seen or been in a radio station and you the, the board that we sit behind, they were directly on the other side. And it was my favorite, favorite album at the time. It was one of my favorite songs at the time. And they were sitting less than 10 feet away from me, Brandon, who's beautiful, singing that song. I mean, you want to talk about getting your request filled, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> It's the All Request Lunch, and we have special guests in the studio, as promised. They've shown up. They've arrived. Thank you, Miss. Hi. We have Dirk, Hello. we have Mike, and we have Brandon, Brandon yes. who is the vocalist of the band. 
and, and the other guys are the guitarists and bassists. And the dancers, too. And we've got the dogs and cats living together. I have to tell you, the <laughs> CD, not out of my car, not out of the CD player. Oh, thank not you. Not even for an instant. It's was, really, a really great record. Is that you talking about it on the radio, like, Yeah, I was just being ago? all over you a few yeah, minutes oh, ago, too. Yeah, we, that was me. We were all, like, flattered. And yeah, proud. we got all warm <laughs> and fuzzy. I only speak truth. Oh, thank you, and, and thank you very that, much. The show is at the Chili Pepper tonight. Let me mention yes, that. It, it is show is tonight. early show. There are going to be tons and tons of beautiful women. You called all your friends and told them, come on down. Right. <laughs> are they imported, or are you just mean in general from here? No, we just uh, <laughs> actually we're, carry we're them in the bay of the bus. We're making assumptions. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. It's South Florida. That usually happens, and it's an all-ages show. The CD is called Make Yourself, and the song you've been hearing on Zeta, and you'll hear in a minute, is Pardon Me. Mm. But right before we do that, I just you have been together, actually, for cl- pretty close to 10 years. Almost a decade, yeah. For those who are just becoming... <laughs> Well, that you've been intact for all those years. I'll just say it's amazing that we've uh, survived. (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) That was an interesting little laugh right there. (laughs) For those who are just becoming familiar with Incubus through Pardon Me, what can you tell them? That we've put out probably three records prior. Yeah, I think this is probably our best record, though. Make Yourself. I I, I like that album. And uh, I, I hate everything else we ever did. Yeah, kidding. so we're we're from California. We all basically went to high school together. <laughs> Dirk shaking his head. Mike, no. no. <laughs> everything else. I prior hate everything was, else. Uh, that we, everything else we've ever done just sucks. You know, though that <laughs> that is actually very typical. Every of time course. something else comes out, your your latest product is always your favorite because you feel like you've learned from what you've oh, done before, new. and you you, exactly. wrote, you wrote better lyrics and you you played better guitar, and everything's just better this time. Well, I, I think Mike's well, being slightly. Fit- no, we won't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Drink your water. See, yeah. see what happens when the bands get up before the crack of noon. Yeah. Right, they, they get a little—they're a little loopy on you. <laughs> All right, I think I think now is a perfect time to have Incubus favor uh, us okay. with a with a little song. This is the one you've been hearing. Let me swing this mic around. It's Incubus live. Oh. Yeah, the rock station and see that guy called up wanting to hear pardon me rarely do i actually get to get the band to actually come in and do it now that's a request there right you go there. <laughs> that works out very we, nicely we, we uh, fulfilled the request i think that you did so, incubus thank you so much that that an amazing voice and with gum no less you. that was pretty cool I, oh yeah <laughs> who's I learned that, how to hide who's my that gum. right there you could sing like that with gum in his mouth who's who right where i just oh in the, in the other in place the there's I'm, there's people I'm all pl- over i'm playing and like i keep making eye contact with this We've made a connection. (laughs) We'll bring you over there in a minute and make sure. (laughs) The inspiration, actually, for Pardon Me, the the picture that you saw in a... Yeah, a picture. (laughs) You saw saw a photo. Yeah. um, In a Time Life magazine. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. It's your story. You tell it. Um, uh, Yeah, I get made fun of sometimes because I always have little phrases written on my hands. Yeah, the other night I was not in a clear frame of mind and I had a pen in my pocket, so I always write these weird ramblings on my hands to remember little phrases and pardon me while i burst into flames was one of them inspired by a picture of someone who had supposedly spontaneously combusted i was feeling a bit down one day walked into a store saw a picture made a little lyric pop into my head so it truly does though show the difference between uh writers and artists and musicians and schmoes like me you know you see the picture and you write that down and you write this great song i would have looked at it and went ew gross hey look at this and you know that would have been the end of it (laughs) No, I did that. I mean, I've done that before, too, because I actually have seen pictures of people who have been little piles of ashes before. But I saw the picture again, actually. It wasn't the first time I'd seen the picture and um, or one like it. And it just happened to strike a chord with me, so well, to speak. I, I think lots of us are damn fine you saw the picture. Well, Damn fine glad. So you're also part of the Scream you. 3 soundtrack. Now, how did that happen? Um, how did that come to be? You know, 
I actually don't know. I, I heard that the guys in Creed kind of organized the record and uh, organized the bands that were on it. That was what I heard, at least. They were the executive producers of yes, the disc. Yes, so, so I got to assume they had something to do with it, and we had a track available. <laughs> oh, so. I'm all looking over at them like, that's how it happened, right? Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that... I'm, that's that's that. your story, and you're sticking to it? Yeah, exactly. It's not really our story. We don't really have a story. These you cute will cards after right tonight, here. Especially after we bring you next door, maybe. We might have a story for tonight. <laughs> perhaps. Might even get a song out of it. Hey, that'd be cool. Everybody watch out because I always have a little tape recorder in my pocket, so be careful what you say to me. That's Brandon, the singer, by the way, in case you in case you meet them. Well, thank you very much for coming by. What else can we say? Make Yourself is the name of the CD. Yes. The show is tonight. We've never, I don't think we've ever in. played here before either. Excellent. So we have another band new to South Florida, so please come and show them how it's done. Come check it out. Yeah, show up at the show, you know, because to resist is to piss in the wind. Yes. Wow. Anyone who misses it will just end up being smelly, is what I'm saying. Well, right on. Thank you, Miss. Thank you again. Thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having us. March 2nd, 2000. Hmm, incubus. Happy birthday, Brandon Boyd. And know that that was definitely a highlight of my career to be able to chat with them during their ascent. Because they blew up soon after that and and were just uh, hit the stratosphere and are are still going. Uh, On the flip side, a low light or one of the darker days was about three years ago. I do at this point want to give a trigger warning that some of the following content may be hard for some people to hear. It was February 14th, 2018, Valentine's Day, and that was the date of the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High in Parkland. I was live on the air while it was an active situation, meaning the shooter was still at large. I had covered mass shootings before, just the year before, Port Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale International Airport shooting had happened. This was different, though, being a school, being a, a school shooting right in our backyard. Did I know anyone who was there? How many people were hurt? I mean, again, I was live on the air, and this was actively happening and trying to get information in as quickly as possible so I could relay it to the audience. And It was a couple hours before they were able to announce that they had the suspect apprehended. And in that time, it was a very anxious, even me being in the studio, just knowing what was happening and knowing how close it was to home. It's a very anxious situation. These are a couple of the breaks that I did that day. So this Kimba, if you're just joining us, know that there is an active scene going on at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. There is an active shooter. The shooter is still at large. There are some injuries. We don't know how many or to what extent. We do know that high school typically releases at about 3.30. So the police were asking if you were already in a room or barricaded in a room to stay there until police reach you. I'm hearing there have been texts, though. Hey, are you at room number? Or, you know, they're trying to find out if it's the police in the school or not. A bunch of children have been evacuated, but this is a school of about 3,000 kids. So there are some that have been evacuated, some that are still in the school. And from what we're understanding as of right now, the uh, the shooter is still at large, according to BSO and Coral Springs Police. And if you don't know where Parkland, the area is, it's north of the Sawgrass, uh, just north on Pine Island, north of the Sawgrass. And obviously there are road closures, Light FM stress saver traffic. This afternoon, just a little while ago, uh, shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School 
in Parkland. The suspect is said to be in custody, and our local, our partners at Local 10, Jeff Wines here, gave a report on our that. suspect uh, been identified by other students as the person who may have been the trigger person and a fellow student, and that is where police are in a subdivision southwest of the school, uh, Wyndham Lakes, I believe, and that is where police are focusing now. So you have this active scene as well as the school. This is a very active situation. Sheriff Israel confirmed that the suspect is in custody. He also said the scene is very active, as uh, Jeff just said. Coral Springs City Commissioner Dan Daly confirmed that there was one fatality. Senator Bill Nelson and Broward County Schools Superintendent Robert Runcie have both stated there are more. We will have more details as soon as we can on that. Coral Springs Police have announced that parents, if you have children in that school, once they have been released from the school, they can be picked up to the north at Heron Bay Marriott and to the south at Betty Straddling Park and all of Broward County Schools. Anything, you know, the athletic events, any of the activities have been canceled for today. It would turn out that I did know people who were there. And it wasn't until I was at uh, the blood drive that we did for Marjorie Stoneman Douglas on the 23rd of February that my former colleague, Ray Graham, told me he had been there, as had been his wife. And this is what he said then. It is Kimba at Coral Springs Auto Mall with the One Blood, the Big Red Bus, and my long time ago colleague. Hi, Ray. Hi, Kimba. So, Ray, uh, Ray, you were in the building next door, and your wife, Diana, was actually in the school as well. Yeah, Diana's uh, the media specialist at Douglas, and I work next door at uh, Westglade. So, so yes. we're not even going to begin to ask you about that day, because there's no way we could ever even imagine. What I do want to ask you is, tell me something about the kids now, today. The, the kids are the driving force behind this. This is the one that's going to make change. They are so articulate and so able to get their ideas out. It's just so inspiring. As Senator Nelson said at the at the town hall, uh, you know, their hope gives us hope. And I think that's, that's true. That's what we're going to learn. From and this. that's even Roberto Luongo last night said yeah. that, that we, you give us hope for the future. Well, we know that you as teachers had to go back to the school or, or were requested to go back to the school today. And we know that the kids are scheduled to go back Tuesday and just know that we are all here with you. It's like a one big group hug that we're sending your way. It has turned into one giant South Florida family. Yes. Yeah, it certainly has. And thank you to all who stopped by today. Uh, if you were not able to stop by to sign our poster, I'll be out over the weekend and you'll have an opportunity. I'll tell you all about that later. That is my former colleague, Ray Graham. I didn't want to ask him too many questions about it because it was oh, just over a week after it had happened. And I just couldn't imagine what they were going through. He, him, his wife, still everybody who was involved directly. So I, I really didn't want to delve into that. Well, last year, Ray was kind enough to join me. Season one, episode eight of the Me Kimba radio broadcast to talk about our time together when we used to do the morning show on Zeta. And we spoke about it uh, a little bit more at length. You're working as a teacher, as your wife as well, or in the school system. And then the most unthinkable thing that can happen, happens. Correct. We were both involved in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting in 2018. Um, me at the school next door and her there, but it still uh, has affected our yeah. family since that time. Because um, I didn't know that you were there until after the fact. We were doing a blood drive and you came up and were talking to me and I didn't realize you were in that yeah. the compound, if you will. You were in the school next door, but, it, but your wife was actually in on the property. Yep. She was in uh, one of the closets, hiding kids and taking care of them. And, uh, and I would think that would have to be as horrifying as it obviously was for her. It would have to be for you as well. 
yes. Knowing she's over there. I'm locked down. She's locked down. We're all lockdown procedures. Who knows when we're getting out and what's going on over there. So that was very stressful. Yes. It happened. I think everything began to unfold as far as us knowing about it shortly before I went on the air, but then they didn't catch him for hours after that. And I just remember all of the sitting there getting all of the information, but how different it was because a lot of major events, you know, I've had to talk about on the air, but this was home. Right neighbors and not even knowing that someone that I know and care about are, are experiencing it at the moment, but to, um, to have to deliver that stuff was like, I, I don't even know how to describe the difference, but it was very different to be talking about it and not know where the guy was yet. So it was such a sigh of relief when they got him. But for you, you're in it. You're not even, I don't even know if you were hearing anything that was going on. I don't know if you had radio. Uh, it's very hard or... to hear anything because you're watching the kids and you're trying to connect right. where you can connect with. So it's hard to get a, a, a larger picture of it until you got out of the situation. And even then with uh, the, the amount of traffic and trying to get around and navigate, it was really difficult to. How long of a period of time did it take before you were reunited? Uh, we got out of school at six o'clock, I think. And then, uh, believe it or not, Diane was like half an hour, half a mile down the road to the east, but I had to go to the west and <laughs> the south and then the east again, like an hour and 20 minutes or something to get back to that spot that was half a mile away. So that was pretty agonizing. In the days that followed... Did you both come up with this, an idea together or is, cause I know, uh, Diane knows somebody who went through, was it Sandy Hook? Yes. Our, uh, longtime friend, uh, Yvonne, who was the media specialist there was involved in, uh, Sandy Hook. Cause I know they were both on a lot of shows talking about it. Yeah. So it was like five years after Sandy Hook that this happened. Um, so yeah. So, so since then, a lot of focus on mental health resources and, and things to help you cope with all those feelings and, and deal mm -hmm. with things over the long term, you know, breathing, meditation, those kinds of things to help. Um, in addition to that, we uh, acquired a therapy dog, which we raised from a puppy. And that's little so cute. River. It's actually right here. Hi, puppy. Oh, oh my God. Oh, there There's he is. <laughs> River goes to school with uh, Diana mostly, but sometimes me at West Lakes and she helps kids a lot. And she is a therapy dog with canine assisted therapy in Fort Lauderdale, which is uh, a group that helped at the school a lot after uh, the shootings. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided that we would give back also by taking her out to volunteer in the community. Um, and I think that'll be, you know, as I get close to retirement, I think that'll be my focus uh, into retirement is bringing therapy dogs into schools or working to get them because they're really, uh, especially now, you know, there's a lot of trauma out there. This virus is a, mm -hmm. it's a trauma for yep. most of the nation. Um, and even before that, kids would come to school from who knows what at home sometimes, you know, sometimes right. school was their safe place or their, or their better place. So the more you can get dogs or therapy animals into schools, you can't relate as much as you think you can, as much as you can have empathy until it actually finally affects you, your town, you directly. It's a whole different ballgame. Yes, you are absolutely right. What you're doing, though, helping the kids with puppies. Kids, puppies, come on. How do you not love Ray Graham? Win, win, 
but it's I my buddy Ray. In the weeks after the shooting, and I mentioned it when I was at the blood drive, I brought poster boards for people to sign, write messages to the school because I knew the school would be taking them. So many people wanted to be able to express how they felt and let the students and the teachers and the parents and the families know how much they cared, how much it affected them as well. And they wanted to send these positive and hopeful thoughts to them. And this was just a small way to get that message to them. What many of these high school kids who are now because it's been three years now, so a lot of them, 20, 21, what they have done from that moment on, and you heard Ray mention it a little bit earlier, just how they got into it right away, but what they've done with respect to activism is awe-inspiring. And the parents, some have gotten involved on the uh, political level and, and gotten into office in some areas. Uh, Fred Gutenberg, whose son Jesse and daughter Jamie went to the school and he lost his daughter, Jamie, in the shooting. He just released a book, Find the Helpers, What 9-11 and Parkland Taught Me About Recovery, Purpose, and Hope. 9-11 is because his brother, Dr. Michael Gutenberg, passed away about four or five months before Jamie. He was a doctor that worked at Ground Zero, and he died from complications from 9-11. So that book is out now. I just didn't want to go without mentioning this because it's such a significant event in the South Florida area. And I know it's a day for couples and love and that is fantastic. And I hope you have a fabulous time. But if you would please consider just maybe directing a slice, a little piece of that love towards our MSD Strong family. Our thoughts are with you always, but especially at this time of year. Much love to you and please take care of yourselves. The vodcast version of this episode can be found at youtube.com slash herkimba. Thank you so much for being one of Kimba's Herd, and thank you for listening to me, Kimba, radio broadcast, season two, episode two, whatever tomorrow brings. Kimba!